Sunrise with Shona, Hot 1027. Good morning, beautiful people of God. You're listening to Sunrise with Shona on Hot 1027, and it is wonderful to be back with you again this morning. I can't believe that we are already one week into the new year, and I do wonder how it's going for you. For me, it has been slightly unusual and unexpected, but good, because God is good all the time. Now, I asked you last week, and I asked my congregation on Sunday last week, in a word or two to tell me how they felt about moving into the new year. And I received lots of words. Hopeful, expectant, peaceful, anxious. One even blamed me for being tired because he said he'd come to the midnight mass the night before. But my words are, I need to be open to God, who does unusual and unexpected things. And I've chosen that deliberately because I think too often we box God and so we miss God at work, we miss God speaking to us, we miss the miracles around us because our vision is too narrow. I feel I need to share a story about Riley, the golden retriever, who was a rescue. So when he first came to me, he did dig holes to Australia, he ate the creepy, he read my books and he read them in such a way that I could never read them again. He ate a few, well, he chewed up a few CDs and memory sticks. Luckily, he never swallowed anything. He just used to chew things up and he loved to swim. That was one of his best things. But unfortunately, he got a lot of ear infections and eventually the vet asked me to put a fence around the pool and a gate and to give him those shells and I filled those up with water so that he still gets his water. He just doesn't get his ears wet all the time. And a week ago, an Egyptian goose moved into the pool. Now, obviously, golden retriever is not there, so the Egyptian goose thinks it's fantastic. And they are beautiful, but very messy. And so I opened the gate to the pool the other day to invite Riley in, in the hope that the Egyptian goose would get the message that maybe it should move on. Riley loves birds, so I knew he would never hurt it. However, he sat at the gate and looked at me, and I had to say to him, good boy, good job, because he's only doing what he'd been trained to do. But I wondered as I watched him sitting there, and he was tempted, I could see, to jump in the pool, but I wondered how many times we sit at a gate that God has opened, and we don't go through because we've been conditioned not to. And maybe we've been conditioned by people in authority over us. Maybe it's a teacher or a parent who've told us that you can't go there. Maybe we've been conditioned by our culture, the times in which we live, the way people think at that time, what's socially acceptable, um, what we've been taught we can and can't do. And so we miss out on God because we're so busy sitting at the gate. Now on Friday, we celebrate the Epiphany. An epiphany is a moment of sudden realization or great realization um, or revelation. And of course, we also talk about the epiphany when the wise men come from the east to see Jesus. That's also the epiphany. But for me, what I want to say today is that we need to be open to seeing God at work and to be aware that sometimes our vision is narrow because of the way in which we've been conditioned to think. And I'm not talking here about doing dangerous things. I'm not talking about here, here about opening spiritual doors that you shouldn't open, like playing glassy glassy. Absolutely not. I don't believe you should play in those areas. But I'm thinking that sometimes we're blinded to God at work because we're conditioned not to see God in those things. And it reminds me of the story of the eagle, which I'm sure you all know. The farmer found this egg. He put the egg under his chickens. It was an eagle egg. The egg hatched, the chickens brought up this eagle, and one day the eagle's in the farmyard and he looks up where he's walking around with chickens and he sees eagles soaring above and he thinks, wow, imagine being able to do that. But he doesn't join them 
because he thinks he's a chicken. And that's what I'm talking about, that sometimes we don't reach our full potential. Sometimes we don't use all the gifts God has given us. Sometimes we don't soar with God because we've been conditioned to think that we can't or we shouldn't. And I want to reiterate, I'm not talking about playing dangerous games here, spiritual games and opening up the wrong doors. I'm talking about just being open to allowing God to move in and through you and to use you powerfully for God. And for me, sitting watching the Golden Retriever um, was an epiphany. I do allow him to swim sometimes, just for those of you who are wondering, but then I always dry his ears out so he can only swim under supervision. And the rest of the time he has to play in his shells. Coming up now on the Mighty Hot 1027, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Sunrise with Shona, Hot 1027. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and the mighty Hot 1027. Good morning. This is Reverend Shona from St. Mark's Anglican Church, and it's great to be with you. If you've just joined us, welcome. We're looking at epiphanies this morning, and we're looking at the manifestation of Christ to the Gentiles as represented by the Magi. And I think it's really important for us to notice that the Magi were men from the East and they were definitely not Jewish. So on Friday, we celebrated the Epiphany, one of the oldest Christian feasts, a day which remembers, as I said, the journey of the Magi as they followed the star to Bethlehem. It's also known as the 12th day because it's 12 days after Christmas. And obviously on the 12th day, we're supposed to take down our Christmas decorations. I want to just recap on the story quickly and then we can look at what it might mean for us. So let's look at the story. I'm not going to read it. I'll just recap some of the main parts. Herod was king at the time. Some men who studied the stars followed the star from the east, and they came to the area where Herod was. As I said, they were definitely not Jewish. They ask, in this, they ask everyone, where is this baby born to be king of the Jews? We saw his star, and we've come to worship him. Now King Herod and all who were beneficiaries under his rule were greatly upset by this. It disturbed them deeply. They all um, get a big fright now because there's another king. What king would this be? Herod is the king. And in the time of where Herod was king in Rome, the kings were thought to be gods themselves. So Herod calls everyone together. And he says, where will this king be born? What does the prophecy say? And he's told in Bethlehem in Judea. And so they tell him the whole prophecy. They obviously know it off by heart. He calls the priests together as well, the elders, and they tell him what the prophecy is. Herod then calls a secret meeting with the men from the east. Obviously doesn't want anyone else to know what he's going to do. And he finds out the exact time the star appeared. So he can work out how old this baby is. So he asks them when the star appeared, when they started following it, and he pretends that when they find Jesus, they must come back and tell him so that he can go and pay homage to this new king, whereas in fact he actually planned to kill him, as we know. And so they left and they went on their way and they saw the same star that they'd seen in the east. So we can um, understand from this that they, while they were with Herod and asking all these questions and being distracted by people, they actually couldn't see the star anymore. But the minute they set out on that journey again with God, the star was there to lead them. And when they saw it, we told they are so happy and full of joy. And they follow it until they find the place where Jesus is lying. And then they go in and worship the child and they give him extremely expensive gifts. And they left going home a different way because they're told by God to do so in a dream. 
So what do I learn from this when I think about it? What do you learn from the story when you think about it? And here are some of the things that I learn. We find the Magi arriving from the east. Now we always depict them on camels, but whether they were on camels or not may or may not be true, but they were definitely wealthy Persians bearing great gifts, having traveled probably a thousand miles or so. And what really caught my attention this time and would have caught the attention of the people around is that these Gentiles had traveled all this way to see a Jewish baby. Gentiles traveling to see a Jewish baby whom they said was going to be king of the Jews. And the first epiphany for me is that babies at the time were not that important, and yet these men had traveled to see Jesus. Jesus was therefore for the Gentiles as well, and we need to remember that he wasn't just for the Jews. God speaks to these men. Even though they're not Jewish, they still hear from God. He shows them the star, and then, of course, he warns them about Herod and tells them to take a different route home. And so God speaks to Gentiles as well, and that would have been an epiphany for the Jewish people that God was speaking to them. And they go home another route. What is important for us to note is that traveling in ancient times was not easy. In fact, it was extremely dangerous and horrid. They would have been dirty, they would have experienced heat and cold and dust, rain, exposure to all the elements, discomfort, criminals and robbers on the way. But because these men believed, they overcame all the obstacles and all the discomfort. Herod and his cohorts are understandably distressed, horrified even. A king going to be born, king of the Jews? I'm the king, thinks Herod. And we need to remember who Herod was. He had murdered his own two sons and his wife simply because he didn't want them to be able to live after he died. So he murdered them quickly so that um, they died before him. Now that's the sort of person we're talking about. And this is the Herod who then, of course, does that horrific thing and murders all the children, all the little boy children, Jewish boy children under the age of two in and around Bethlehem. I don't think anyone could have guessed what he was going to do next. That was the most horrific act. And I think even as I think of it, I feel ill. He faced the threat, as he saw it, of a baby being born to be king, and he called on the religious fraternity for help. And they did come, and they quoted the, the prophecy for him. But what is interesting for me is that even though they knew the prophecy by rote, they knew it off by heart, not one of them was curious enough to go with the Magi. And here is where I'm bringing the importance of the curiosity, and I think of Riley sitting at the gate. None of them were curious enough to go with the Magi to find this king. And I think for me, what's important is that we need to understand that journeying with God is a heart journey, not an intellectual journey. We can know all the scripture off by heart, but we need to absorb it. We need to live it. It needs to be part of us. We need to work it through our hearts. And when you think of Riley sitting at that gate, we need to make sure that we don't just sit at the gate and know everything. We need to actually experience it because it's a relationship with God and it's living with God. So we need to transport form that into action. Herod listens to the religious leaders, he calls his secret meeting with the Magi, and he pretends that he too will go, as we know. And they go home by a different route, and he does that horrific crime of killing all the baby boy, Jewish baby boys, um, to and under, in and around Bethlehem. Now, if we go back to the Magi, how do you think they felt? They've traveled a long way, they're extremely wealthy merchants, and they find a baby in humble surroundings. And I wonder how they felt about that. What were they expecting? 
We'll never know what they were expecting, but I do wonder if they weren't a little taken aback to find this baby in these humble surroundings that they've travelled all this way to see and they've brought these expensive gifts for him after all. But it didn't stop them. They carried on. They showed their faithfulness. They fell down, we told, before him and worshipped him, opening their gifts for him. So what do I learn? We'll look at this in a moment, but coming up now on Hot 1027, Blessed Assurance, Jesus is Mine. Sunrise with Shona, Hot 1027. Blessed Assurance, Jesus is Mine on the mighty Hot 1027. Good morning. You're listening to Sunrise with Shona, and it's great to be with you. And this morning we're looking at Epiphanies, because it was the Epiphany, or the Feast of the Epiphany, on Friday. The Magi, the wise men from the East, traveling to see the baby Jesus, King of the Jews. Now we're told that the first thing they did when they went in and saw the baby is that they fell down. They probably lay down before him. And I actually imagine in my head that they prostrated before him. It's something we do at ordination and at St. Mark's we do it at Easter. On Good Friday we prostrate before the altar. And there's something unbelievably humbling and moving about doing it. I always feel moved to tears. So here are these men from the East, wealthy men, lying down in front of the baby Jesus and worshipping him. And I think it's important for us to realize that we too should prostrate ourselves, even if it's just prostrating our hearts before Jesus and humble ourselves before God and open ourselves to God. These Gentiles then worship Jesus, a baby, which is an extraordinary act, showing immense emotion, adoration of the baby Jesus. And then you can imagine how Mary must have felt, or Joseph for that matter. What did they think of it? These wealthy Gentile foreigners falling down and worshipping their baby. That's why I say God is unusual. We need to be open to the unusual. We need to be open to the unexpected. I'm quite sure Mary and Joseph did not expect this. And I think this is the message for us this year. The Magi then gave him the best they could. They gave him really expensive gifts. Gold, we all know how expensive gold is, frankincense, an extremely expensive incense, myrrh, a coveted spice and perfume. And we too are then called to give Christ our all, the best gifts that we have, and prostrate our hearts before him. Let's not forget that. We are serving a mighty God. Jesus is the Son of God, and so we open our hearts to God, prostrate our hearts before Jesus, and serve him. I simply want to say today that they gave the best they had as they lay down before that baby Jesus, and so do we need to do that. People have looked at all the spiritual and religious side of what those gifts meant. I'm not looking at that this morning. I just want us to note that they gave the best they had. God is, of course, the God of all is something else that we learn, and we are called to worship and adore God with open hearts. We're also called not to judge, and I say that because I think these wise men from the East could have judged where they found Jesus and said, that can't possibly be the King of the Jews, we're not going in. But of course, they do go in, and they find the Messiah, the baby Jesus. The Jews at the time would have been astonished that God spoke to people from the East. After all, these were Gentiles. But we need to make sure that we don't let our prejudices, or our preconceived notions, or our teachings blind us to God in others. God loves us all, and God is present in all situations. Let's move on now to the new year in expectation. God is present, God still speaks today, 
and God will reveal many things to us this year if we are open to God. Let us ask God to ensure that our hearts and our minds are open to God and God's work. Let's not be distracted as those wise men were by Herod for a brief moment and then they couldn't see the star for that time and they had to go back on their journey with God and then the star reappeared and they were so excited that the star reappeared. Let us make sure that we don't get distracted by the things of this world and the things going on around, but remain in God throughout the year, listening to God, open to hearing what epiphanies God is going to bring to us and what experiences we are going to have in the new year. And I would love to hear from you if you have any epiphanies, if you have these experiences. Um, let us be open to that and let us share them with each other. For now, we just need to remember God is good, God loves us, God is present, God still speaks today, and God is with us. Thank you so much for listening. I pray that you have a wonderful week. To wrap up this morning, hallelujah, and all heaven declares. If you need to get hold of me, you can do so on Shona at hot1027.co.za. May God bless you. Sunrise with Shona. Hot 1027.